0: Michelle. Yes? As a new mom, I am realizing that there's nothing more important than having access to incredible care for my kid. Yeah, isn't that the truth, Lauren? Mm-hmm. And now you get it more than ever with your sweet little Luna. I know, I love her. Okay, let,
1: let's stay on the script here. <laughs> okay. I know I always say this, but it really does take a village to get these kids through life, especially if a little one needs an extra hand meeting their developmental milestones as they grow.
0: That's why our friends at Hummingbird Pediatric Therapies are just the village you are seeking should your child need services. Their therapies range from pediatric counseling, speech, occupational, feeding, and physical therapy. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, they offer
1: neurodevelopmental treatment and social-emotional playgroups. Hummingbird offers the most comprehensive, five-star-reviewed pediatric therapy in the Chicagoland area for children of
0: all developmental stages. Hummingbird helps kids and parents navigate big toddler feelings, autism, sensory processing disorder, Down syndrome, picky eaters, speech delays, and many other developmental delays and genetic disorders. If you have a small child
1: and are curious about their milestones, check out Hummingbird's developmental tool at
0: HummingbirdPediatricTherapies.com. That interactive checklist option is free, and with just a few questions answered, you will get immediate feedback at no cost. For more about Hummingbird
1: Pediatric Therapies and their services, or to make an appointment for your child, head to HummingbirdPediatricTherapies.com and meet your tribe. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm Lauren and I'm Michelle,
0: and we're so excited you stopped by for a visit.
1: Come on in. Yeah, make yourself at home. We're two Midwestern sisters who love a good old-fashioned conversation and enjoy
0: sharing our life experiences with one another and you. Consider this your one-stop shop for cozy, mindful well-being, along with some entertainment and lots of wheezy laughing. Oh, you bet there'll be a lot of that going around. (laughs) Our goal is
1: to live our coziest life and inspire you to do the same because the truth is, we think it's good for your mind
0: and your body. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, let's get cozy. You know, do you know what there's nothing better than? (laughs) What? A phone call with Aviva. Oh. (laughs) I know. Is that you have that hour chat, and then you leave with that
1: that buzz, that, yeah, that high, that high, that, that like brain dumping. Uh-huh. You feel heard. Yeah, you feel some,
0: heard. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. You feel heard. Yeah. And let's be honest. There's nothing better than feeling being heard. There's, there's nothing, nothing better, better than, than the, the feeling, feeling of, of being, being heard. heard. Can we like by Lauren <laughs> and Michelle because I always help you with your words. You guys, welcome back. It's us. You can't, we're like a bad rash. You can't get rid of us. <laughs> welcome back to Cozy Convos. It's me, Lauren, joined by Michelle. You know I am. She's helping me with my words, as usual. <laughs> Today's podcast episode Which is, is... ironic
1: because sometimes I can't find my words. Well, that's why we're sisters. We yeah. help each other. Yeah,
0: we're here for each other. Today's guest is a repeat offender, but right. we like mm-hmm. to call them Aviva Brill, the founder of Co-Pilot for Wellness. Here's the deal she was on many moons ago. Well, sometime last year. Huge hit. Mucho populare. People freaked out over her. Then she came to one of our candle events. And it was the first time I feel like one of our guests came with us or showed up at one of our best events. And our listeners and our flag, followers flocked. Flag, sure. They like wanted her wisdom. How can you not? And I'm like, wow, good for these people. They're going to try to get some wisdom at a free candle event, real quick. And now they're going to get some more wisdom right (laughs) now, right now. Today's conversation with our life coach Aviva is um, it's a bit more unique because what we're doing in this one, Michelle and I both worked with Aviva for the course of over five to six months, and we're kind of recapping our experience with her, sharing with one another what we learned from her, what we our takeaways that we had with her, the breakthroughs that we Mm. had. And we're using this opportunity to kind of tell Aviva what she helped us with and we're going back and forth with the feedback and then of course she just amplifies everything that we we, that we chat about she's got a way with words i love when she tells me to work on my way with words and
1: tell me (laughs) to take the crap out declutter that shit and just say what i'm saying but that's
0: what sometimes we need that's what i need
1: that's what i need
0: she helped me most with um a lot of my postpartum stuff and pre-postpartum kind of helping me set up what is this going mm-hmm. to look like Re- like realistic. have a, game plan. Have a like game plan realistic expectations don't be afraid to ask for help don't be afraid to speak up biggie. if you're feeling like you're not getting what you need from certain people yeah so much of our gratitude goes out to aviva because she has helped helped michelle and i and the sister project morph into bigger better greater versions yeah. of ourselves and our entity that is the sister project you guys are going to get a lot out of this conversation and remember, if you are seeking someone to kind of help put you back on that path of direction that you're looking or hop off that direction and pivot and go in another place. Or fine tune whatever it is you're exactly. doing. She's your girl. She is your girl. She approaches... Um, her holistic coaching with a very open mind impeccable note-taking and listening skills yeah. I, she's remarkable I really we both highly recommend you working with her if you are looking for a life coach so we're super excited to share yet another conversation with our life coach and the founder of CoPilot for wellness Aviva Brill enjoy. Aviva thank you for joining us again. Such a pleasure. You know you were one of our most popular guests. Mm-hmm. Like people would like call us out by name and be like, where is is Aviva ever going to come back on? So <laughs> there are some amazing. happy yes. campers out there right now.
1: And then she became like a little bit of a celeb because then she hung out at a couple events and people were like, <laughs> Wait, that, that's Aviva. Because Aviva's recognizable. Like, Aviva yes. is a gal that you don't walk past and not notice. No, like, well, you're I agree. Like, and so, like, it was, like, between <laughs> hearing her and getting and a glimpse her of her, and they're like, oh, my God, I am in the presence that's, of Aviva Brill. I'm in the presence yeah. of wisdom. <laughs> good lady to be in the presence. So. I it's agree. It's the hair. It's the hair. It's it, a good it,
0: thing it, to be known for, mm-hmm. though. And we talk about our, your hair often. Like, you don't wash it every day. No. How long do you go? What's the longest?
2: Oh, Oh, my gosh, not more than nine days, because then it smells disgusting. Amazing, <laughs> But, but then, wiry, curly, frizzy hair should not be washed every day.
0: And do you use any sort of dry shampoo, or do you, you even need to?
2: No, I don't need to. My hair is really dry, um, but I do use purple shampoo every other wash. Really? Oh, I have to.
0: Why? What does that do?
2: It keeps it from being yellow and green, which
1: okay. are not my best colors. <laughs> <laughs> and then Aviva, when we wa- she walked in this morning, she said, You look cute, Michelle. And I said, Thanks, Aviva. I haven't shot. I just wash my face and put on some makeup, and she goes, "We don't need to shower every day. It's better not I'm
2: to." I'm like that. Uh, no, it because it, it's better for your skin, skin. Your skin isn't as dry, and um, it helps protect the biome that's naturally living on, on your skin. And it saves time and it saves water. Oh, mm-hmm. there's so many so benefits. many reasons to be mm-hmm. a little dirtier. Um, mm-hmm. Before we
0: go into like what people really want to hear about, I do think we need to give a shout out to her purse that she walked in with because it's the let's. coolest freaking bag I've ever seen. So Aviva walks in being as cute as ever, and then it was, my eyes went to her handbag that she was wearing, and it's Bobo Bark. That's the name of it, but name it's actually, that's just the name of the purse. What's the name of the company? The
2: company, company is LaFleur Paris. So
0: it's from Paris. It's vegan, which... You should note that Aviva is also vegan, so not only in consumption of food, but in consumer products as well mm-hmm. at times. Okay, mm-hmm. and this, as much as I can be. Yep. And then this bag—it's a convertible backpack purse. What do you love most about it? Oh my god!
2: Everything What's that it's smooth? handmade. That it's made by. My, uh, a daughter-father team that cool. it's made in Paris that it's vegan that it's sustainable that it's so practical it's so good looking yes it's um, cheap it's so easy to find my stuff in it
0: mm-hmm. That's key, mm-hmm. and i that's something that I try to practice regularly is knowing exactly where my shit is, in my bag especially, because I have PTSD from mom. Oh my, god. remember she would clean out her you purse guys. at random place. On be the like hood at the, of her car. We would be like at the
1: orthodontist, <laughs> and she'd be like cleaning out her purse. I'm like, there's a lot of receipts. And then I look at my bag now, and I'm like, I'm mom.
0: Uh, or she would be I'm looking mom. for her keys. We'd be leaving like the grocery store, yep. and we'd be outside her car with her bag on the hood of the car taking out everything until she got her keys. Oh my god
2: and the sticks of gum and, yes. lipsticks and the lipsticks with tobacco. Yes. And I the mean, kids
1: the kids random sock yep. or oh, you yeah. know, maybe a bottle. Yeah. It so matter. The,
0: June could have used this purse. She could have. I'm going to get it for myself in memory of my mom. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I kind of felt like it's a little bit reminiscent of the like the like the super plain like uh, everlasting coach back. It, way cooler, but it has that sort of like, like simplicity yeah. to it. You know? Simple structure. This yes. thing is
0: Organized. really freaking cool. The price point here is like two eighty nine, not bad for a badass purse. No, that I think will last a really long forever. Time. All right, we got fashion and. Bags out of the way. Oh, and bathing. (laughs) And bathing. And bathing.
1: And we've only been talking for five minutes. Yep. And we've
0: got about forty more minutes. (laughs) That's how these
1: convos with Aviva go. We fill them up.
0: We are going to talk about a few things. So this is how this conversation is going to be designed. Is that Michelle and I have been working with Aviva. Well, this new session that we worked with you, Aviva, both. Um, but together but by ourselves was a five-month period is that correct Mm -hmm. once a month we would play catch up and we would discuss and kind of let you know where we were in life and I've chosen a few things that really spoke to me and helped the direction that you gave me helped the direction of my life and then Michelle will piggyback on things as well I think one of the first things I want to start with, because we spoke briefly, part of this five-month period was two months prior to having a baby and then three months um, postpartum. And we talked a lot about pre and post about asking for help. Hmm. And that is something that's been a theme. And it's part of the discussion that I've had, not only with Aviva, but with a lot of people in my life. And I think we took a, actually, we took a poll on Instagram and I, I was talking about you, Aviva, and I. we were talking about how, like, it's okay to ask someone for help or ask your family for help if you need it. And I took a poll. Do you ask for help or you do you just say, I'm good, I will figure it out and handle it? The majority, highly majority of the people said, I'm not asking for help. I'm just going to suffer through it, bite on that stick, and figure mm-hmm. out how to do it. So I want some of this conversation to empower our listeners and ourselves to be okay and feel empowered to asking for help. And I think one of the reasons why we don't is because we feel needy, embarrassed, it's and easier, ashamed.
1: And it's easier sometimes to just do it yourself. To muscle up. But then it up. the hate, anger, and resentment just builds on the sidelines. Yeah. I started to ask for help after the first conversation we had with Aviva on the pod. Mm-hmm and last night was another prime example how what did you
2: do it was the
1: most simple basic thing i just made dinner um the kids were kind of like doing their homework and uh there were there were items kind of stacking in the sink nothing major and ryan was in the kitchen and he was kind of just hanging out and i was like hey can you just Will you just finish? Will you finish this process? Just load it up. Yes. And he was like, "Game on." Yes. Load it up. Guess what? Done. Boom. Dinner was done. Things are put away. And it was. It's all about just like communicating. Just opening, asking, and yes. it does.
0: It could be something like that, like a simple so spousal basic. or partner roommate so ask, or it could be something bigger. Aviva, what are your thoughts on this idea of asking for help? You helped me. I don't think I followed through with all of the asks that I needed from people, but you helped change my perspective on why it's okay to ask for help
2: so uh, I think the first thing that I would start with is asking yourself and actually writing down why you don't ask for help where it comes from if it comes from stuff that you made up if it comes from your family culture or what your parents did so kind of discover why
0: you're not asking right okay and
2: and you could do that in a few minutes and I think um, as You guys know, I think writing things down is really helpful Mm -hmm. in terms of the brain process and getting things out of our heads and onto paper so that it doesn't take up space. Mm -hmm. And then to write down the benefits of if you were to ask for help, how that would benefit you. Mm -hmm. And I think we often don't think about uh, places of origin for how we think, feel, our behaviors. Totally. And then the benefits of doing something that we have otherwise been resisting.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that maybe maybe one of the reasons why <laughs> that's just Luna screeching. <laughs> one of the reasons why I don't personally ask for help is I it's it is hard to ask for help, especially when you're in like the throes of postpartum and you're thinking of all these things that you can ask for help of, but you're like, I'm just gonna do every other woman has made it so far. I can do the same. But I think there it's there it's just such um it changes the direction if you're able to muster up the courage to just say like, hey. I am at my wits' end.
2: Well, and, and maybe every other woman did make it so far, but with what quality and yes, that's a good how point. did they have that experience? And you and I talked about that mm-hmm. pre and post. Mm-hmm. Um, so just because we make it, just because we survive, does that mean that it's all right and everybody else should also do yeah, that? absolutely not. And what is the feeling that you have during it? And then who are you and who are you teaching the others around you, mm-hmm. whether it's your own children or your community, family, etc. What are you teaching them about how to behave during those times? Yeah. And modeling how to ask for help and having it be okay.
0: Mm. One of the things I remember talking to you about during like the postpartum aspect was that, you know, I made this decision. I chose to have a baby. So it's on me to be able to handle everything that life deals you with deals at you postpartum and whatnot. And then you reinforced again, this idea that just because you asked for something that you so badly wanted or needed, it's still okay to ask for help and to accept help.
2: Right. I, I don't know why we would have to be punished. I don't know. For <laughs> wanting to pursue things. I know. Um, there, there are, tremendous examples of you know women having children alone because they had to or I know, know
0: several I, amazing women who are in the middle of doing that actually right now. Yeah and, mm-hmm. and so
2: there there are these incredible examples but is that what we want to strive to do? I, I have never felt poorly about doing something mm-hmm. because I had support love, understanding kindness yep. um, accountability. That's never made me feel bad. So why would we shame Ourselves, I don't know, and insist upon having that because, because we're an individualistic, do everything on your own, independent Mm -hmm. culture in our country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we don't need to be that way. We don't have to fall in line with that.
0: I do think it is a society kind of thing. Like we are definitely kind of. It's like. If the more you can do and the more time you spend doing things, the stronger you are. Well,
2: especially as women, right? (laughs) Yes, especially as women. Oh, you want to be on your own? Then do everything on your own. Have at it. Yeah, have at it. As opposed to I can be woman, I can be female in whatever ways that I want, and I can have help and support and Mm -hmm. I can give it. Delegate and ask, yeah. Yeah, so I can. And it's not about being a boss babe or it's it's I can be a person we can just all be people and we can give and receive period
0: you offered a really good idea when I was in a a position where I was feeling um, exceptionally just kind of overwhelmed to just send an email so let's postpartum or it doesn't have to be just postpartum it could be anything can you explain how you explained to me and it was via the email and it you got to work up some courage for some people some people are Like, I ask for all of the help, which I I admire that. What would be your suggestion for someone looking for help, but is still a little kind of tentative about asking for it?
2: Um, Sometimes it really helps us when we just say what our nervousness is. Mm -hmm. Um, So, hey, family, friends, y'all. I feel awkward about this. I love that. Already. (laughs) And I feel awkward about this and, not but, and... Having your support right now would be so helpful for me because I am trying to complete graduate school, apply for a new job, uh, get better interviewing skills, Mm. finally clean up my mother effing house, Mm. whatever is the thing, and say, could you help me out with this? And if you can't, totally cool, but if I end up with a couple people who can... That would be life changing. That is an amazing email. Well,
1: I'm just thinking, like if I had only like known how to start those asks, like way back when our mom was sick, it would yes. have a, it, we there we would have avoided. Some challenging of course. moments, oh, you, you know, like with family, like, and just like leading with the I feel it oh, automatically, that. like that right there. Sort of, I don't know if disarm is the right word, but like when you are putting your feelings on the front line, yeah. it makes the receiver at least there is the there is maybe some empathy there or some understanding. Mm-hmm. That you're you are
0: opening with vulnerability, yes. yes. And what can we talk about the difference between you made
2: it a point to say and, and not but. But is like the determination has already been made like, well, I'm sorry. I, You know, this thing sucks and versus and it's just another part of this. So I'm feeling vulnerable and I'm also doing this big thing by asking you Mm -hmm. as opposed to making it an apology. Why would we apologize for asking people who love us for help? Yeah,
0: I love that glad that we put that one out for for, out there for people because I think a lot of us need help for all like different reasons like you said going to graduate school or I just am overwhelmed period Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) help someone help me
2: (laughs) yeah yeah that we're I mean we're
1: human yeah I don't think there's one person that doesn't couldn't use a hand
0: I know I on any level. Yeah, I agree. And I think this goes along with one of the other things that you and I talked about more recently, Aviva, about reframing the way we think. And I think that this conversation going from asking to help can be about reframing the idea of asking for help, why it's okay, but also reframing your brain in regards to anything you're thinking about that might be adding um, just not the brightness to your day that other thoughts of reframing would be can you give us a little insight on your thoughts on reframing
2: so i think when you reframe from the negative to the positive Mm -hmm. you create more mental space when you create more mental space you're a better problem solver and you're more creative in anything that you do um which helps spur things along i believe um And so if you, using the example that we were just talking about, if you reframe from I suck, I'm a needy person, Mm. no one's going to want to help me to I know that I am loved, I am supported, and that there are others who will be able to find the time and the resources that I need. And I also know that I have done that for them and that I would love to have the opportunity to do that for them in the future Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be okay are Mm -hmm. energetically (laughs) they're completely different and they sound different they sound different they feel different Mm -hmm. saying them I and so we have a constant conversation in our head and um, I've talked about this before like I don't know why socially we like news focuses on the negative and we're encouraged to talk about how much things suck Um, yeah but if on your I often use traffic as an example um, you're driving to wherever and you're like god there's so much traffic and why don't they go slower and why is that person, there's a lot of um, external critique that goes on in the driving situation. (laughs) I'm not sure about that. And, And why don't they do that? And as opposed to, it looks like it's going to take me another forty-five minutes. I wonder if there's something great I can listen mm-hmm. to, or I wonder if I'll um, enjoy the silence and quiet my mind, or do mm. some four, seven, eight breathing. Those are all things that I do. Um, instead of focusing on the the crappiness, yes. in if you can't change it, and you're not going to get off the expressway and go back home mm-hmm. or wherever it is then figure out how to enjoy it. Just reframe it. And Lauren, what you and I were talking about the other day is how that rewires your brain. And it takes a few times, but you go from thinking negatively about being stuck in traffic, for example, to being okay with being stuck in Mm -hmm. traffic. And that impacts not only your brain wiring and how your brain synapses fire to each other, but it changes how you experience anxiety and Mm -hmm. stress in your body and the hormones that that releases um, when you're feeling stress versus when you're feeling calm, even within a moment that is stressful.
0: Michelle, I feel like you are pretty good at occasionally flipping the script when we really need a a script flipped.
1: I I am. I think that I am in most instances, but I will tell you that in one one of my early conversations with Aviva, I was super struggling from a mo- as a mom in the ADHD situation, mm-hmm. super super struggling as a parent and what was going on. And I was sharing a lot of the narrative with Aviva about you know how hard this is and how um, it, it hurt my heart. And there was a lot of focus on the hard and the sad and the stigma. And Aviva was instrumental in in kind of teaching me how to maybe look at this is a way not to embrace it, and Aviva chime in at any time because I want to do it justice. But like with my own kid, it was a really emotional kind of dark spot. And she got me to a place in my head where it was like, look at this situation in a different way. There is a lot of people out there that deal with this. There are actually schools designed specifically for kids that all have these like neurodivergent brains, what have you and also like let's focus on learning how we learn and and embracing that path and i mean in days i was my mind was shifted i also got the resources mm-hmm. she you know to and we are in such a different place aviva oh my god that's so, you don't even know you don't even know <laughs> it's such an incredible thing like not just wins in the classroom, because those they they do feel good. Unfortunately, sometimes that like you measure that and that's one of the big focuses. Um, but just the perspective, the mind shift, like th- this is what we have. There are other ways to do this and there are resources, but you can't when you're cluttered with the negative narrative and all of the crap that's just mucking it up that's one of of aviva's phrases she's told me not to (laughs) muck it up you know um you clear that mental space Mm -hmm. you make room for the action and the the positive thought changed instrumental in that whole thing with me my family as a parent it's
2: In in just in a short amount of time Mm -hmm. so one of the things that you and I talked about um, in that particular conversation was all of your own personal feelings about your own experience and those were getting mixed into what you were talking about in terms of one of your children and um, and you know I think sadness fear doubt insecurity um, regret Uh, maybe frustration, shame, they take up so much more room in our heads than, um, and energetically and they're, what, energy vampires? Yes, suck Um, the life right out of you. Right, and so then, and you cycle, and it goes faster and faster and it gets more and more cluttered until it's like white noise in your head, and you're not thinking, you're not problem solving, and so what we did is we just organized the thoughts of, okay, you're having your own feelings about what you experienced and then there are these the feelings that you have about this particular situation and there are many resources you both have options not just you as a parent but then your child has Mm -hmm. options and we can actually look at what they are right here right now do you know how your child learns does your child know how they learn and are they then able to empower themselves to be a stronger more capable individual all throughout their lives Mm -hmm, because now they're starting to gain skills. The moment we're able to start taking control internally Mm. of ourselves and our own experience, that's when it becomes a game changer. Mm.
1: And can I just say, like, that is is the incredible process that you just absolutely nail when you're working with people. I feel like when we, when you work, when when I work with you, when Lauren's worked with you, it's like peeling back an onion. Like you have to like get the layers off to understand the why so you can move forward and make the actions, like take the, make the change. Mm-hmm and you know aviva does this thing where she sends you this very long detailed list of notes after you have a conversation and i got to read from the very beginning like a book yes what we had discussed over the course of several weeks a couple months or whatever and to see the discovery phase like to peel back the layer and then to see the actual changes on paper you know, like, yeah, you can feel it. You can see the changes in your day to day. Right. But then
2: to take a step back and see the progression yes. and the growth.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's the thing is with working with, I, I find working with you, Aviva, and I know I'm going to say you're like a therapist, but you are not a, um, a clinical psychologist. Can you actually note what you are so that people know exactly?
2: what you have your license and your certification in. Sure. So I have a master's in clinical social Mm -hmm. work and um, I have a certification in holistic life coaching.
0: And you, I think, should have a
2: degree in exceptional listening and And (laughs) note-taking.
0: The best best note-taker I've ever... It's impeccable.
1: Doesn't miss a detail. Uh, No, not
0: at all. (laughs) So with these things that you have acquired over the years and your skills, to me, there is a therapeutic shift in how we how I have worked with you so I do feel like the sessions with you are very therapeutic and I think to put it all in like if, I, if someone said like what's one thing that Aviva has done for you you have changed the way you've helped me shift my mindset on a number of occasions regarding a number of things that I have issues with the first time you came on we talked about our issues and the stories we tell ourselves about money and it oh, took yeah. me like two conversations with you, two two conversations to start that immediate shift and the stories I tell myself about money. And then from there, my life began to get a little better, a little less anxious in that category of my life. Amazing. And then over like the past five months, I've learned a lot about myself. You have helped. You helped prepare me. We talked about like there's that lonely aspect of postpartum. Right. Had you not told me about that, I may have been a little bit more surprised by that when that loneliness creep, like would creep up on me. So Mm -hmm. being a little bit more armed with that knowledge helped shift my mindset, helped me kind of reach out to those who I felt like, hey, I need to like talk to you about something or just have a friend or have an ear. The other one of the things that you helped me shift a lot with, I've shared my health anxiety issues with you and we discussed last session about listing things, listing How many amazing things in my life? A gratitude list, a list Mm -hmm. of gratitude. And what I do in conjunction to that on my walks, I will kind of say them out loud or in my brain or tell them to Luna. And at the same time, I do that what Richard Branson from Mm. his newsletter just say, Life is beautiful. Life is great. Life is magnificent. Instead of letting my brain simmer in a space that I know is unhealthy energetically it's a vampire that will get me to it will take up more space like you said than if i were to just list some things i'm grateful for repeat to myself that life is beautiful instead of being scared of whatever the things i'm scared of and you have helped me immensely with that within one or two sessions of working with you
2: that's making me do a happy dance it
0: makes me <laughs> trust me i'm doing happy dances but
1: for the record like i know that aviva is not technically a clinical psychologist. Yeah but the the experience is so it is really therapeutic. so therapeutic it is
0: i assume is but that's hybrid. but that's what i think having a life coach is like it's a it's almost like a it's a direct it, how would you explain I aviva mean, you should explain what is your what do you do as a life coach and now let's hear a word from our sponsor Michelle, I am loving your new glasses. Well, gee,
1: thanks. You're actually the one that inspired me to take care of my old ass eyes.
0: Uh, Yeah, girl, I had to get those floaters checked out, and I was in desperate need of new contacts, so I decided to make an appointment with a local eye doctor in lieu of one of those big box experiences. Oh, you aren't getting your eyes checked at the same spot you picked up your flat screen and lobster anymore? Oh, no, I hate lobster, but exactly. I wanted to have a relationship with the person who actually checks my eyeballs, and that is why I started going to West and Vision in LaGrange.
1: You and me both, honey. And you know what else? What? There's something real cozy about going to a local eye doctor who also happens to be a woman. You can say that again.
0: <laughs> Dr. Carrie John has 22 years of experience, and her staff are experts when it comes to helping you find the perfect frame for your face.
1: Mm hmm. And West End Vision feels like an eyewear boutique, too, which is awesome. So your shopping experience is a little bit different, and the frame selection is wide and unique. There is
0: literally a frame for everyone. Agreed, and now I see through rose-tinted lenses thanks to West End Vision.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure about Mm. those funky rose-tinted lenses at first,
0: but Mike Mirror and his frame styling expertise wouldn't steer you wrong. I'm obsessed with them. Now, if you are overdue for an eye exam or are in need of a frame refresh, head to westendvision.com or call or text 708-482-3200 and schedule your next eye appointment. And be sure to mention The
1: Sister Project for 15% off of a pair of non-prescription sunglasses. Back in 2021, I had the opportunity to sit down with Aviva Brill, a life coach and the founder of Copilot for Wellness. Little did I know how badly I really needed this conversation. Navigating time management, work-life balance, and decreasing mental clutter were the main focuses of my continued journey to evolve and grow as a person and a businesswoman. Co-pilot and life coach Aviva Brill has a masters in clinical social work as well as a certification in holistic coaching, which makes her a really skilled listener, meticulous note taker, and an intuitive support system. Aviva literally is your co-pilot. Specifically, Aviva offered me tools to be a more effective communicator, especially when it came to having the more difficult conversations. Because of that, I feel empowered and confident more now than ever before both personally and professionally. When I decided to invest in myself with Aviva Skilled Coaching, each session felt like a hybrid therapy coaching experience. The conversations ebb and flow depending on the subject, leaving me with the endorphin rush of a therapy buzz, along with the action items as the goal is always focused on moving the needle forward. Does any of this resonate with you? If so, maybe you are in need of a co-pilot. For more about Copilot and life coaching with Aviva Brill, head to CopilotForWellness.com and reference the sister project at time of sign up for 10% off. And now
0: back to our cozy conversation. So,
2: um, the way that I talk about my life coaching is um, that it doesn't dig. Meaning? So, uh, like uh, psychoanalysis digs. Yes. Okay. Um, I am not a digger. Um, and I've had several other people say that it's like peeling back the layers of an onion. Um, but coaching generally and my coaching is present to future focused Mm -hmm. um it has a timeline even if you i've had clients work with me for a month up to three years okay Um, and people make their own choice and that's absolutely fine but there's a defined amount of time where therapy is open-ended um we have guideposts based on what uh, you want to focus on or what your goals are, therapy. You know why you're going in there, but it's a lot softer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean it's not effective. There's no judgment in, in my statements. Um, and I only look back if it seems relevant and necessary mm-hmm. and healing. Yes. And so maybe what you guys are picking up on is that I think that there's a lot of healing that we need to do and don't think about. Mm-hmm. And so there's always an sure. undercurrent of healing in the here and now that will trickle through to what you do tomorrow and how you felt about yesterday. I think, th-
0: thank you for putting those details out there. I think one of the things that with the finan- the money relationship, you helped heal the stories that I have experienced and have had throughout my whole life. So like how, or success. We've talked about this a lot, Michelle. What do we deem, what is success in our lives? Have we been told over and over again. It's usually the amount of money you make. That's how in our family we've been deemed, you are successful based on your bank account. And you have helped myself and I know Michelle realize that you can be successful without looking at that part as showing if that is what, if that is, if you are successful or not based on your bank account. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that in the past. No. For me, I was like, how much money am I making? Because now I know if I'm successful. Oh, I've or not. made it. <laughs> I'm
2: finally. There. And I think it's not just you guys. I think it's think so. it a is. a I even hear the kids, people. like younger generations. Really? Yes. Tell me, what are they saying? I mean, just
1: I just had a like a passing conversation with Will about. Um, I don't even remember the context, but he was like, Oh, oh, he's really successful. And I said, Do you, are you saying that because he's mega rich or because this is a person that wakes up every day happy to be alive, feels like they're contributing to society, like genuinely is just thriving, mm-hmm. irregardless. And, and in, regardless, I was just told, irregardless is not a <laughs> word. I think I've learned out that just <laughs> recently, um, too. Yeah. And he, um, he was like, Well, I just, kind of assumed that the richer you are, the more successful you are. So, I mean, that's a message that's being passed. I mean, social media media is inundating because yes. of that crap.
0: And but. I guess, yeah, you can measure success by money, but are, can we also measure then happiness too then yeah. by well, money? I, I mean, right?
2: I, I think we often um, don't employ critical thinking. And so uh, a lot of what I do is just ask clients questions back to them so that they can think critically about their own stories, mm-hmm. own concepts, um, and so ha- have we ever stopped to say, what is my definition today, not yesterday, not when I was little, but what is my definition right here, right now, of success, truly? Mm-hmm. Money helps. Money helps. Okay, so now put that out of the equation. Mm-hmm. What else is it? Mm-hmm. Do I feel you feel
1: like have- I'm living in it right now, wallowing in success. Good. At That's this amazing. moment. Oh
0: my God. Aviva, do you have a definition of your own, like, of success?
2: Yes. Can you share it with us? It starts with health. Okay. Um, And it's, um, so health, family, connection, a sense of belonging, Mm. and doing work that I am absolutely driven by because I'm so invested in it and feel so passionately Mm. about it. Um, And then everything else is... Extra. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like frosting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the things that we spoke about, and it's a quote that you gave to me it, it was it's okay for us bed makers because I I'm a bed maker in the morning you are I'm too? I'm a bed maker, yeah. Are
1: you a bed maker? Sometimes. Okay. That For me, th- my bed's made right now. It's got a pile of laundry
0: on it. So I, Listen, there's always shit on my bed, I, especially with a baby, I've got onesies, thank God there's probably not a dirty diaper on it, but same, but I'm a <laughs> bed maker. I can't leave my room even for my coffee in the morning until then and I was sharing this notion with Aviva and she said it's okay for us bed makers to not make the bed for, the, for a period of time. For me, it's postpartum. <laughs> It's not It's not an indication that life is unraveling. And I would like to, for you, Aviva, if you wouldn't mind, if we can explore that a little bit more, I'm thinking in regards to this quote, we're talking about it's okay to give ourselves some grace, to let go of that really tight tethered rope that makes us feel like we've done something first thing in the morning as a
2: success. So I was thinking about that. And um, here's, here's the one liner of mm-hmm. it, and then we can talk about it we get to make the rules and we get to break the rules we've made i love that and so um it's awesome it's it, it I, I remember being in undergrad and um, saying to myself that I had to clean the house before I could work on a paper. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah. Right? Yeah, I had I, th- There's a lot of us. <laughs> Michelle, did you have that? Right. Too? I like, literally
1: is, could not study until no. I cleaned the
2: shit out of our house. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Which is just a, a really... like. One hundred and one procrastination. I was just going to say exactly. Um, and and so uh, in my early twenties, I started to learn. Okay, I'm not going to make the bed, and I'm not going to do the dishes until after I've worked for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so I would start to play a game with myself, like, "Oh, look at me being wild You're and wacky, breaking I your own know. rules." I know. Or I I had a client um, who was full of all kinds of rules, and I said, "Well." um be bad in a in a safe conscious way but be bad and she said well what do you mean and i said find a harmless way to break the rules so that you start shaking up those pre-wired things in your brain and i said for example go onto an elevator and press a floor that you're not actually going to Along with the floor, you are going to, or God forbid, press every button
0: and just ride on up. And and she said, "I
2: can't do that." Oh my! It gave me a little anxiety when you said every button. <laughs> I was cool with one floor, but then all of them. <laughs> and so then, what are the ways that we can break our own rules to shake it up? So I'm sure lots of people have heard about um, brushing your teeth with your non dominant hand. Taking oh, a different I have never heard of this. Oh yes, yeah, so good for your brain because your brain is like It's like it's, freaking out. <laughs> it's freaking out. And and so I i do this pretty regularly, but then I always have to go back with my dominant hand just to make sure I have yep. teeth. Um <laughs> or take a different route to wherever you're going, whatever you do, take a different route or take a different mm, form of transportation I really like this
0: different route one. Because I feel like even to get to Michelle's house, i it's like clockwork like it's just by the book autopilot would be a perfect way to put it I'm gonna I'm this is what I'm gonna do and that left hand but you are now Michelle you write with your left hand does that mean you're dominant with your left hand I'm a
1: dominant left hander but I am I considered ambidextrous if I can do everything with my right hand yes I think so I mean the only thing I don't do comfortably with my right hand is right but I do everything else with my right hand except right
0: and you can do both with left and right yeah wow but I'm Then you'd have
2: to brush your teeth with your feet.
0: Yeah, you are screwed. (laughs) (laughs) You can try. One of the things that I've allowed myself to have some space, break some rules, my own rules, is I have a thing about going to bed with dirty dishes in my sink. It's a very uncomfortable feeling for me. We talked about that. We'll have a baby and you're going to bed with a lot of dishes in your sink, dirty bottles. Baby
1: forces you to have a little, get a little wild. And I know I get real (laughs) crazy at (laughs) night.
0: And I like it because it feels. There is a sensation of relief where you're like, you don't have to do this. Actually, sometimes it feels good to be like, you know what, Anne? Let's just wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Hell yeah. And it feels good to give yourself some freedom instead of living by this weird book of rules that you wrote for yourself. So if
2: I can jump on that. Please. Um, The not making the bed or not doing the dishes at night is about external control Mm -hmm. versus... Shocking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so much of the time so many of us spend a lot of time just like the traffic example attempting to control externally. Which takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort, and it's very draining, yeah. and um, not incredibly effective, except for, oh, I got the dishes done, right. or the bed is made, which generally speaking is great, especially when it comes to the sanctuary of our environment, Yes. but when we instead turn that around and work to control internally, like, today I'm going to be okay not doing the dishes mm-hmm. or making the bed. I know it'll be all right, and I can get to it later. And as a result, I can shower, spend quality sleep. time with my partner, yes. sleep, um, see a friend who I haven't seen in a long time, and be filled with that sense of connection. Mm. The dishes will wait. It's so good, Michelle. You have notes here.
0: What have you tapped into with Aviva that you want to talk about?
1: the The biggest thing for me, I think, was um, I was having some struggles. Um, with conversation, I sort of viewed conversation as confrontation. Wait,
0: conversation. Oh, so in if in general, have, okay, having hard conversations. Got it. Hard conversations. Having difficult
1: conversations with family members or um, business a partner, like uh, partners or associates, people that we're think, doing business with, and and I had this sort of fear around having conversations, and Aviva was instrumental in um teaching me how to well there was a mindset shift i you know definitely some like uh insecurities and fears around those things but also going back to what it was like you know in life sometimes conversations seemed a little bit more like confrontation and she was instrumental and teach instrumental in teaching me how to have the conversation to not
0: fear it to say what I mean and didn't she say something about it's just a person what was that one of them
2: I feel like or is so one of the things that we talked about is if you have something that feels challenging inside of yourself that you want to discuss with another person do you trust that relationship Mm -hmm. and so if you actually trust that relationship then have at it without any editing you know if because it's safe if you trust Mm -hmm. that it's safe Now, if you don't trust that it's safe, maybe it's a business uh, situation Mm -hmm. and you don't know the person as well, then find a way to break it down so that you understand what it is you're afraid of and then how to deliver it in a way Mm. that is digestible to you. But go ahead and do it. Um, There's some expression about um, everything we want is just on the other side of our fear. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And so um, sometimes that means um, looking at what am I really scared of, what really is the challenge, looking at have I ever done this before and been successful, and writing out, okay, what's my BS, Mm. and then um, what you were talking about, Lauren, uh, previously about those positive things is doing some what I call reality testing, that's more of a clinical term, but mm-hmm. like as you were saying, life is beautiful. Well, what what are really the good things here or in this current situation that we're talking about, what am I really capable of? Can I send an email that mm. says I would like to ask for help yes. or whatever the ask might be or whatever addressing whatever the situation is? Um, it's identifying what the story is and then... What do you need to do to step past that story? And by doing so and acting differently, you begin to diminish the story. It's it's not my job to tell you what to do. It's my job to hear you when you don't hear yourself yes. and yes. then give it back to you.
0: Yes. Hallelujah. Dawn did it. <laughs> she did it. I like how you have also shared this aspect of brain dumping. And when we first talked about brain dumping, it was just to get everything out of your brain onto paper or wherever you're writing this down to create some space. And the other idea that you shared with me was another idea of brain dumping was this, like we talked about just moments ago, this gradi- this list of gratitude. And that's something that you helped me immensely with. Um, when Anthony and I, was, and I were first getting married, we would do at night we would lay down and say like two or three things that we were grateful for every night and it was a really beautiful way to communicate with one another and also end the day and i kind of lost track of that and when you re-reminded me on how to celebrate the good things in life it truly Mm. takes the space away from all the other cloudy bullshit yeah And it's important that we do that. And the thing is about you have to train your brain to do this. It's very easy to get stuck in a space. Sometimes it's easier to get stuck in a bad space than a good space. And I don't know why it is that way and why our brains function like that. Maybe not all of ours, but it's. And it takes a little work, but once you start taking the other direction... It's practice. It takes practice. Once you start taking it and you get comfortable in that direction and you start to kind of feel what it feels like to not be on the other side, it's so rewarding. And it's so beneficial. And it makes days... It's actually also, most importantly, so much more present... Because when you're on the other side of the spectrum where you're living in fear and bullshit, yeah. you're, you're not there. Mm-mm. You know, I'm not. I'm looking at my baby, I see her, but my head's somewhere else. But now, the way I'm thinking and the way I'm talking and I'm trying so hard to just be the, in the here and the now that it, it makes life, it really makes life more beautiful. And that's one of the biggest things you have gifted me with working with you.
2: We get rid of the negativity or at least we're aware of it that the negativity is there uh, and like I was saying earlier it takes up more space Um, when we are more focused on the positive we are like you were saying automatically more present Mm -hmm. as opposed to like Mm -hmm. we're I mean unless you're a Buddhist but we're (laughs) you know many of us are are not Buddhists and constantly practicing that zen uh, present quality we're driving and taking care of kids Mm -hmm. and people and working and um, but to appreciate right here, right now, and to have less mental clutter, you can do that. We have more space to be present, as you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, so true. So true. And, and the ability yes. to... Um, it, it's not weird or hard, or it's yes. not like you have to be in a meditation class or a yoga no, class. No, it's a daily it's, practice. It's, it's just a daily practice all the time. And um, it's like... Uh, this might sound funny like soft fluffy clouds as opposed to spiky negative clutter yep and and so then it just allows for telling (laughs) telling yourself nice things telling people nice things um saying uh, like with luna oh my god i just can't she's just so cute all the time all day every day so much it helps. I mean, I like that little
0: that analogy: the spiky versus the fluffy. Because That's what it feels like I was just going to say in your it. Head yes, like that. <laughs> yeah, it feels like barbed wire when you are in the place and space of fear or uncertainty. I know that you want to be able. My thing that I learned in therapy was being okay with uncertainty, and when you are okay with it, it is much more fluffy mm. than spiky. And you have helped immensely in so many different facets, but I feel like walking away it feels like um being more present now than in this space of fear has really it's and i don't say this word a lot but it is like a blessing because you it's it's not fun and i live sometimes a lot in that fearful space And it's all in my head. Mm -hmm. I sometimes don't even vocalize it. Mm -hmm. I'm just simmering in it. I'm hanging out, wondering what life's going to be next week when I go to a doctor's appointment or some bullshit.
2: Well, and you raise such a good point, um, the fear of uncertainty. But when you're present and when you're in appreciation or gratitude, um, there's far less uncertainty, Mm -hmm. right? And if there is some, for me, the
0: acceptance of uncertainty is healthier than being scared. Of mm-hmm. uncertainty, mm-hmm. absolutely, because mm-hmm. there's so many uncertain things in life. One of my last questions I wanted to ask you, and I, this is going to be one I don't, I didn't ask you, I didn't prep you for it, so we're going to try it. So we have a lot of ladies and women who are listening, who are moms, not moms. I know of several moms trying to conceive. Um, what is the best way, and you know, busy, you know, working women, both mom and working women, what is the best way for people who are feeling overwhelmed? maybe living in a little bit of fear, what have you, if you were to be able to give them a tool so that they can leave this conversation and start practicing a gift of wisdom from Aviva, what would that be?
2: Identify what's important. If there if there was the nugget, it's to ask yourself, what really is important? Um, we tend to clutter our days with um, activities that we think are um, As somebody said to me um, some years ago when I first started my practice, don't confuse moving papers around for productivity. Meaning? Um, We give ourselves lots of- Busy work. uh, Busy work. And we say, and we talked about this, I think, one time when I said I am constantly working on not saying I'm busy, Mm -hmm, but saying that my schedule is full Mm -hmm. with activities that I want to do, that I have chosen to do. And so, um, you know, in its most simple, I I always go back to this, but I think it's relevant because it's effective. Make a list of everything that you do in a day and then identify what's really important. Oh, yeah. And literally, do you can just sit there and take you... Five minutes. Make a list of everything you did either yesterday or that you do in an average day. And then identify what's really important and identify what you want to do to spend your time differently. We are overwhelmed with a lot of BS things that we've put upon yes. ourselves that are not actually necessary. Mm-hmm. And whether you have the resources to um, outsource some things, or if you don't have those resources, you can still... Marie Kondo your life Marie Kondo your brain or just organize it remove the fat that's a really good piece yes. of advice
1: goes back to like this like removing the mental clutter like it's sort of the theme in all of the things that aviva does it's really a lot about like taking it out of your head and putting on mm-hmm. it on paper whether it's like your thoughts or what you did yesterday list of gratitude, a list of gratitude whatever grad- whatever it is there's something to be said for taking out of there and putting it there i mean the, the ch- and then that you see you're able to Like separate and decide what really is important, what's not, or you get to see writing down, written down on paper, what really is important or what you really did accomplish when you're busy beating the shit out of yourself, saying that you did nothing. Mm -hmm. You know.
0: Well, I think that as we've had this discussion, all three of us together, individually, not even with, with with one another, but with other friends and family, we as women have so much on our plate, and. And in our brains. So Michelle, as you said, when we, and Aviva, as you have instructed as a good idea, when we brain dump and put everything out there and then categorize what should be done, when it should be done, Mm -hmm. is this necessary? You're creating more time in your day and then that more space in your brain for more fulfillment, more ease, (laughs) because it gets trapped. It right. just gets trapped and, then, and it like, sits there. And then,
1: if you're like someone like me, that would get paralyzed in it. Yes. And then you just oh, tell, What wa- do you mean by that? Just like paralyzed by the thought of the thoughts that are just in heat my brain and not organized in a space where I can see them. And so instead of being product productive, I would just be the opposite. Yeah. And walking around and spinning my wheels, and it has been an
0: effective tool. An effective exercise. Yes. Incredible. Aviva, how can our listeners contact you, find you, and
2: learn more about Copilot? They can go to copilotforwellness.com. Uh, they can schedule um, a free consultation with me through there. They can find me on Instagram at copilot.wellness and um, DM me, although I really prefer to go through my website. Yeah. Um, and I do provide um, free one-hour consultations to um, people who are interested. There's also a TSP discount mm-hmm. for anyone who comes through um, the podcast um, and mentions the podcast, and that's a 10% discount. Off of your services. Off of my services, yeah. Yeah. Viva, do you work with men too? I do. Okay. I do work with men. The way that I talk about my work is prioritizing yourself without guilt so you can live life on your own terms. And that is often having to do with management of stress, time, anxiety, and the need to control externally versus shifting that to controlling internally and your ability to reframe your thoughts so that you live with greater ease and more (laughs) mental space. And
0: thanks to you, we are.
2: (laughs) I know you got something
0: out of this conversation. However, if you need or want more, we will have all of Aviva's links in our show notes. Aviva, Michelle and I can't thank you enough. I'm I, I, I'm always grateful for finding you at a farmer's market. That's how we <laughs> met. To learn from you, but also develop a friendship, mm-hmm. which, you know, later in life, I don't know. They say that finding friends later in life is hard. I don't think it's that hard, to be honest. And I'm just glad that I found you as a friend.
2: Thank you I feel exactly the same way about both of you you, you both are magical really and thank you. as are you thank you I'm added to our little tribe of women we love mm.
0: all right you guys thank you for tuning in Aviva thank you for being here
2: Thank you so much for having me
0: and as always
2: stay cozy everybody.
0: As cozy lifestyle bloggers, we have an affinity for good lighting. Oh, for crying out loud, Michelle, we were raised in the dark. We have an affinity for good lighting because we couldn't see growing up. This is true. Our mom liked it real dim. I think what you're trying to say is if you too have an affinity for great lighting or don't know much about it and can use some expertise, well, we have just the place for you. Horton's Home Lighting. Between Horton's premier lighting showroom and team of lighting specialists, your lighting woes will never go unanswered again. Every square inch of ceiling and walls are covered with twinkling light fixtures, as well as ceiling fans, of every style and design. The store alone is a destination worth visiting. Oh, but sister, Hortons is so much
1: more than incredible lighting. Hortons also features a full ace hardware with the most helpful and knowledgeable of employees, as well as indoor and outdoor seasonal decor, patio furniture, and so much more.
0: Yeah, like items like the solo stove, uni pizza ovens, tabletop heaters, everything your Midwestern heart desires. Horton's offers
1: Chicagoland's largest in-stock selection of home lighting with locations in LaGrange and Orland Park. Visit any of their showrooms and you will see that Horton's isn't just another lighting store, it's a true destination.
0: Yeah, you know, walking into Horton's is kind of like walking into home. For more information on Hortons, head to www.hortonshome.com. When shopping on hortonshome.com or while in-store, use our code SISTERS for $50 off of any purchase of $250 or more. That's SISTERS, S-I-S-T-E-R-S, for $50 off of any purchase of $250 or more.
1: Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at the Sister thesisterproj and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy.